to tell you about Pastor Paul and Ruth I. Um, they were born in Vietnam many years ago. <laughs> he travels preaching, teaching, discipling, raising churches. I do not know of anyone that raises more churches than he does. He, he's all about the souls. If you uh, talk to him for one minute, you're going to know he's all about the souls. He has an awesome testimony. They have a table out there with some things. His book is from witch doctor to apostle. He's been a Hindu priest and a witch doctor, but now he belongs to Jesus and he brings everyone he knows to Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm actually wearing a scarf that was made in a Cambodian village that's out there. And I've got a bracelet on by the Cambodian orphans. I love Jesus. I was gifted. Thank you so much. But they have some wonderful things out there. He is also the director of Southeast Asian Ministries of Harvest International Ministerial Fellowship. And I am so honored and proud to have worked with you in that and still be a part of Harvest International. Please stand to your feet and welcome the humble but mighty man of God, Pastor Dr. Paul I. Thank you, thank you very much. Please be seated. Well, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> It's really honor and joy for my wife and I to be here with you. I have Ruth, my wife. We married for almost 44 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a Vietnamese disciple that he followed me on my Facebook and YouTube training to be a soul winner. We never met before and this morning. He lived 35 minutes from here, so he just come to see me, Brother Tung. So, good to see you. Yeah. I want to block him with this church so that he soon go to start a Vietnamese ministry in your community. How about that? Yeah. Well, normally I start by honor Vietnamese veteran, uh, Vietnamese veteran, but tonight we have a special for them and I have gift to present to them, so I will save that for tonight. But this morning I'm here to honor God yeah. because this wonderful nation not only send their troops to other countries to protect this country, to help other countries live in peace, but although the veteran, you need to know that you are foreigner missionary. Because of you, the church able to send missionary. In case of Vietnam, when you came to Vietnam with an M16 rifle, the church able to send missionary to Vietnam with John 3:16 Bible. And it made a lot of difference. And I'm here this morning at the fruit of the missions. I wasn't born in a Christian family. I was born in a very strong Buddhist family. My grandfather was a Chinese medical doctor. So he getting richer, 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 and he control all economy of our town. But the more he getting richer, the more politicians try to make money out of him. So then he sent my father into politics to protect him. 
and my father let on become a mayor of the city. But after many years in politics, my father getting tired of politics. Later on, I will tell you what he told me and why he don't want me in, the, in politics. So 1950, when I was born, my grandfather and my father discussed what they want me to be. And they decided that they are not going to send me neither to business nor to politics, but to religion. So they sent me to Buddhist temple, trained to be a Buddhist monk. So when they get me to Buddha, Buddhist monk gave me a name in Vietnamese, Chan Din Ai, that means stop loving the world. So that's the meaning of my name. So they train so I can grow up to be a Buddhist monk. When I grow up, that brought me to the temple in the morning, take me back in the evening. But when I mature enough to take care of myself, I live in Buddhist temple. So after nine years trained, I became a young Buddhist monk, very active. But through the three books of Buddha, I found out something that I never expected. When I found the last day of Buddha on earth, he told his disciple that tonight I'm going to Nevada. And he disciple crying. Master, if you go to Nevada, who will be teaching us, who will be leading us? He pointed his finger to the moon and said, look, I show you the light, but I am not the light. I show you the way, but I am not the way. But the day to come, it will be a world savior. He will teach you, lead you, and be with you forever. Now I'm really enlightened. I found that Buddha cannot save anybody. Buddha is not the light and not the way. So he went to search for the truth. Unfortunately, that he never found the truth until the day he died. So who was Buddha? He was born in the palace as a prince. And he about to inherit the kingdom. But when he made a tour outside the palace to make an observation what is going on outside of the palace, he found men were born, growing up, getting old, and die. And he said, meaningless, meaningless. And that's the reason why he quit the palace and went out to search for the truth. Okay. And it's a long story to talk about him, but he never found the truth. He never created a religion. And after that, politician tried to make him up. So through his teaching, not all his teaching, some they make up. Though the day, no recorder, no television, no video, no typewriter, no computer. How can you get all of his teaching though the day? He teaches his follower the way of life. But they make it up. So they can create a theology about reincarnation. Okay? So I don't go far on that because I'm not going to teach you about Buddhism today. 
But when Buddha told his disciples the word, I found, uh-oh, I want to give all my life for Buddha. And now he not even found the truth. And he said, he's not the beginning, he's not the last. So why I keep following him? But I followed one thing. I left Buddhist temple. He left palace. I left Buddhist temple and went out to search for the truth. Unfortunately, in the city, no missionary priest in my town. So I end up with witchcraft. And I was trained for another five years and become a master witch doctor with 3,366 gods. They do perform miracles, but the more they perform miracles, the more they buy my life under their stronghold. Okay. But, you know, in a little town, my grandfather control in business. My father control in politics. And in spirit, as a wish doctor, I control in, in, in spirit. But, you know, if you control in spirit, I have more power and money than both of them combined together. So I thought I would enjoy my life. But then, because the truth came to help, and then the missionary came. So there were two missionaries, one from Pensacola, Florida. His name, Dr. John Hurston. I don't know if you heard his name, very famous in the Assembly of God. In the 50, he went to Liberia. He led the president to the law. And after that, he was attacked really bad, so they moved him back to the United States. But he feel caught in the mission, so he decided to go to the mission, so they sent him back to Korea. So well, he met young Gi Cho, disciple, this young guy, and later on, they become a pastor of a church of millions of people. So when Dr. John Hurston took Dr. Yonggi Cho from Korea with a Filipino worship team, went to Vietnam to minister, Dr. John Hurston ministered to American GI, and Dr. Yonggi Cho ministered to Korea shows in Vietnam. So they found my town have a big refugee camp, because you know, during the time of war, fighting. So they came to my town to, to start an open-air crusade. And as a witch doctor, I don't care whatever, whoever come. Because when people in trouble, they come to look for me as a witch doctor. But after three nights, my whole town was shaken. So some of my witchcraft students came to me and said, Master, we are in trouble. I said, what's wrong? They said, Sindo, the missionary came to our town. Every night, people left us and went to joy with their new church. You better go shut them down, otherwise you're going to lose your job. I said, okay, tomorrow night I will come and check it out. So next evening I went and been trained for 14 years in Buddhist and witchcraft. I know how to perform re religion ceremony very well. And I expected I go to see the, the foreigner missionary will perform their religion ceremony, but I got disappointed. 
because I don't really know how to perform a re religion ceremony at all. All they did was clap their hand, raise their hand, jump up and down, shouting very noisy. And to Vietnamese, that's crazy. That's not religion. You know? Religion in Vietnamese perspective, you have to be quiet. You can meditate and communicate with the world spirit. And that's the reason why when you go to Vietnam, if you walk into a traditional church, you can feel so quiet. You can even hear mosquito fly among the mists. <laughs> but this group is very noisy. But after all that's noisy, they start open the Bible and read the story of Jesus Christ. And they say, friend, listen, we are not come all the way from United States, American, from Korea and Philippines, trying to bring you another religion. Vietnam, you have more than enough of religion. But you know what? Religion will make people religious. But we want to introduce to you Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ made people righteousness. They told the story of the uh, Saul, very religious guy. Hate the gospel. The reason because the, all the, the things Jesus preached is different from his traditional religious. So when he on the way to Damascus to persecute the church, and Jesus show up, knock him out of his horse. When he was on the ground and fly, and Jesus appeared and says, Saul, Saul, why you persecuted me? And then Jesus asked him, and he said, who are you? I'm persecuted. He said, I'm Jesus, you are persecuted. But today, I appear to you to ordain you from a professor, become a witness of Jesus Christ. From a religion leader, become a servant of mine. And I will send you back to your own people to bring them out of darkness into light, out of Satan into God. Religion will give you law after law after law. They have long constitution and by law. They give you burden after burden. But Jesus came not to give you burden. He knows that you cannot carry all the burden. So when Jesus came, he said, come unto me, all are labor and heavy burdens, then I will give you rest. Become a Christian not mean a joy, a religion. Because sometimes people are so frustrated with this world. And Bible says in the day of trouble, people always try to find a place to refuse their soul. But when they're involved with religion, they give them regulation, regulation, law, and law. Long list of what to do, long list what cannot do. So more burden on your life. But when Jesus comes, he says, come unto me. All are labeled heavy burdens. I will give you rest. And first 10 minutes, they made autocar right away. If any one of you tonight come here with any of your burdens, some of you, maybe doctor give you a very bad report of your health, you have a health burden. Some of you, either your spouse, your children, your parents left you, 
your family burdens. Some of you may be in business, you're not doing well, you're bankrupt, you have financial burden. But I have a good news for you. Jesus is greater than all of your burden. Come and cast out your burden to him. And Bible says, cast out all your care to him because he cares for you. So if that's you, quickly bring your burden to Jesus. I'm telling you, long came from this side to the other side. People ran in front and give their burden to Jesus. I recognize many of my followers were there. <laughs> oh, you are laughing, but I was mad. <laughs> I wonder, what are you doing here? <laughs> so after they pray for them, and I'm telling you, when they pray for deliverance, I'm telling you, it's worse noisy I never found in my religious life. <laughs> and after that, they sing another song, and they made another announcement, say, if any one of you, you came with problem with burden in past few nights, and you have us pray for you. And tonight, if you're back here, you recognize that God already answered our prayer. He already took care of all your burden. We'd love for you to come and share your testimony. Because the Bible says you will have victory based upon the blood of Jesus Christ and your testimony. Don't let devil steal your blessing from God. Speak it out to honor God and to ashamed Satan by your testimony. I am telling you now, I had another shock. People ran from every corner to the front, and this lie even double longer than the first lie. And I received, I recognize among them, not only my father, but even many of my leader were there. I were man. I stuck praying to my God. That's even in, I pray to 1,000 God to shut down this church. Three hours passed by. <laughs> when the church ended, in spirit, I recognized none of my God show up. <laughs> On the way out, I questioned, where were you? All 3,366 God. All my life, I've served you. And tonight, I just need you and none of you show up. Were you all in vacation without my permission? <laughs> I said, tomorrow I'm not going to eat. I'll spend my order to call you back. So together, tomorrow night, we come back and shut down the church. Next evening, I come back. When the church worship, I start praying, chanting, I prayed 2,000 gods. Four hours passed by when the church ended. Again, in spirit, I recognize none of my God show up and do the job they're supposed to do. On the way out, I was so upset. I said, what's wrong with all of you? Will you sleep and forget, wake up and go to church with me? Tonight, I'm not going to sleep. Tonight, I'm going to spend whole night to wake you up. And tomorrow, we need to come back and shut down the church before I go to lose my job. So that's evening, I went home and I spent whole night in prayer with them. So next day, I went to church very early. The church stuck at 7 p.m. 4 p.m., I already on my moped and went to the church parking lot. So when I parked my moped, I expect the church will send some of their security guard come to take care of my moped because during the time of Vietnam War, there are a lot of tips. So I went 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock for two hours, nobody show up. 
You have something funny in the church in Vietnam. Devil go to church much more earlier than the Christian. The church like a seven. The member of the church comes 7.15, 7.30, and here devil come at 4 o'clock. <laughs> you don't have that problem in America. So since I went in, went in, and nobody come and take care of my moped, so I lay hand over my moped, and I pray, I command 20 God, do nothing but stay here, take care of my moped, so no one take away from me. On the way, I walked into the church. I saw a little generator, you know, 60 years ago, they don't have electricity, so all missionaries must have their own little generator, but half side of this box. I lay hand over, and I pray. I command 20 guards mess up this generator so they won't have electricity tonight for their church. You know, devil, they live in darkness. They don't want people to live in light, yeah? Amen. So I went up into the platform. They don't have a lot of stuff like you have. that one keyboard, but not like this side. It's big. And 60 years ago, because there were no electricity, so they had to pump very hard, you know, to have the air to play. And they have a microphone, but not literally like this. They have big side. And with a button, you have to push to talk and release. They're like a military radio. So that's all they have. And they went lay hand over and I command other 20 guards, mess up all the equipment so they cannot worship their God. I don't know why the devil really hate to see Christians worshiping God. But you know what? When I read the Bible, I found out God habit present among the worship of his children. Yeah. Hallelujah. And if God present among your worship, guess what? Liberation, yeah. deliverance, yeah. salvation with that place, and never will lost the control. Oh, by the way, you have a great worship this morning. I love that worship. Hallelujah. If you have a good worship, the Lord present among our worship. It's very easy for whoever speaker. I don't care what title, pastor, evangelist, apostle, prophet, whoever. But if you have a good worship, the presence of the Lord there, he take care for everything. So after I pray for all of the stuff, and then I went back way the rear of the church, and I start praying and chanting with our gods. I say, all my life I serve you with 3,366 gods. And tonight, only 60 of you on duty to take care for the moped, for generator, and for church equipment. So the rest of you need to show up and shut down the church before I'm going to do my job. So I keep pray, 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 pray. Almost four hours pass by. Sigh, wonder, miracle take place. People give their life to Jesus. People were healed, were delivered, all miracles there. And in spirit, I recognize none of my God shop and do anything. And I'm wondering what will be the next step I need to do to shut down the church. So I heard they made an, another announcement. You know, in Pentecost, they have a lot of announcements. <laughs> I say, if any one of you been here in past few nights, if you heard the word of the Lord, if you saw sigh, wonder, and miracle take place, if you heard many wonderful testimony, but if you have any question in your mind, please don't live with the question. 
the world are full of questions. You better live with the answer. And God always have an answer for you. If you have any question, please come and see us. Let's find out the answer before you leave. Way back in the church, I stood up and I ran as the quicks as I could because I afraid they go to change their mind. I thought they made a big mistake when they made that announcement. So I ran in front, introduced myself, who I was, what I'm doing. I said, sir, I've been here three nights. I heard everything. I saw everything. But yes, I have a lot of questions. And if tonight you can answer all of my questions, I will quit all my gut and come to joy with you. But if you cannot answer all of my questions, you better pack and leave my town and leave my people alone. And I thought I have the best deal. So they look at me and say, sir, young man, we don't know what your question were, but we have a good news for you. We have a book called Holy Bible. And the Bible, not this big. That Bible is this big, one foot Bible. You know, 16 years ago, missionaries always carry a big Bible. So when I look at the Bible, I was laughing, you know. I asked, how, how come you always carry your big book with you? Is that big book make you more holy? Or you try to scare the devil in Vietnam by your big book? You know? But I was laughing because, you know what, I was trained for 14 years with three books of Buddha. And you need to know that one Buddha book is more than one foot. So I'm talking over three feet of the scripture they wrote about Buddha that I was trained for 14 years. I never found the truth. So how come you book only less than one foot? You can tell me you have all the answer. But it's amazing, Bethes. Over two hours, all my tough questions were answered in the book of Holy Bible. Hallelujah. This book lets me to realize that greater he is living God. Then there were 3,366 God that I served for many years. So I lost the battle and kneel down, accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to tell you this. I was lost, but now... I won in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, stand up from the pulpit, I was so excited. So I quickly ran back to the parking lot so I can drive home and tell a story. Guess what? <laughs> By the time I reached to the parking lot for 10 minutes, I walked around to look for my moped. I couldn't find it. Then now I understood why that 3,366 gods, none of them show up in the church to shut down the church because they all together disappear with my moped. <laughs> and by that time, I understand what Bible said, devil come to steal, to kill, to destroy. But Jesus come to give you life and life even more abundant. Hallelujah. You know, from that experience now, I travel and do crusades around the world. I always remind my audience, if any one of you come by your bicycle, by your moped, by your donkey, by your horse, if you have your God taking care for them, quickly go back and renounce it. Otherwise, you give your life to Jesus, they will take away from you like they did to me before. Yeah. So now, instead of only 20 minutes driving home, it took me an hour to walk home. 
By the time I'm walking home, the devil spoke to me. You are following Jesus, huh? You not only lost your moped, you're going to lose everything of your life. I keep walking. And then I walk inside the door of my house. I was greeted by my grandfather. Grandson, I'm glad you're home, but you know what? The news already reached here before you return home. The whole town are wondering, what are you doing tonight? Were you trying to make some fun with the missionary? Or you are serious about following Jesus? I was excited. I said, Grandpa, I'm serious about following Jesus. What? For years, I invest into your life. You become a monk. You are not happy with Buddha. You quick. You become a master witch doctor with over 3,000 God not make you satisfy you quick again. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with Buddha? I say, Grandpa, nothing wrong with Buddha. I respect Buddha, but I have only one problem with him. What the problem? <laughs> I say, Grandpa, Buddha, he was a guy. Buddha was wise. Buddha was nice. But then Buddha dies. That's it. <laughs> he looked at me. What about Jesus Christ? I said, oh, Christ, he's a guy. He's wise. He's nice. Even he died. But then he arrived, and he's alive. That's one different. Well, that's short version to comparison between Jesus and the Buddha. Okay. So we are excited, but my grandfather was mad. He shut off your mouth. Don't try to preach to me. Go to your bed. Rest well. Think carefully. Tomorrow morning before the breakfast, you need to inform me. If you go to tell me you just made fun with the missionary, everything okay. But if you are serious about following Jesus, you have to leave my family without any inheritance. Wow. Now the devil keep repeating, huh? See, you not only lost your moped, you have to leave, lost everything. So I get on my bed, but I was not able to rest at all. I was wrestling. Because an hour ago, I gave my life to Jesus. I lost my moped, and now I'm about to lose everything. Yeah. So since I was not able to sleep, I just turned back and forth, and I said, Oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry I don't know how to pray with you, but I don't want to pray with my old gods again. So Jesus, if you're real, please help me. I don't know what to do. When I cry out from the bottom of my heart, and suddenly, Holy Spirit show up on my room in an incredible way, I'm telling you. God is so wonderful. You need to know, 60 years ago, Pentecostal, they had many songs, and their songs were long songs. And they don't have PowerPoint like we have today, right? So now they had to teach verse by verse, sentence by sentence to the audience. So every song they did, 40, 45 minutes for same song to make sure everybody memorize it before they leave. And the witch doctor, I never opened my mouth and sang the song, but I did not plug my ear. Somehow the song keep coming. So I did not aware that I memory many of the song already. So when I was on my back and cry out, and Holy Spirit show up, and he made me sing the song they sang every night. 
the song was I have decided to follow Jason. I have decided to follow Jason. No turning back, right? No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back. The Nago with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. I don't know how many times I sang the song, but I kept singing until I went to sleep like, like a baby. <laughs> Next morning when I was so asleep after a long night battle, my grandfather woke me up. Wake up, wake up. I wake up but not really awake because after a long night battle, she stuck with me and said, tell me what your decision. And the tone getting louder and louder. And I awake. I look at his face, he get red. I remember my dad told me, when you live with this old Chinese guy, if his face getting red, that means he's angry. If you see his neck moving up and down, if they move quick, you know that he's very, very angry. In those cases, don't quickly respond to him. You have to make a long circle to calm him down before you reach to the point, otherwise you'll be trouble. So I learned very well many years, but this morning he was very mad. So he told it louder and louder. I don't know how to stack before I can make the circle longer. <laughs> so he said, tell me what your decision. I just went and I sang the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. He was mad. He said, shut up your mouth. No turning back, huh? It's time for you to leave this family without any inheritance. And then firstborn child, firstborn grandchild, I said, what to inherit it? And he said, don't turn him back unless you say no to Jesus. So now I lost everything. So I, I sit in there and I say, oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pray with you. But I don't want to turn him back. Jesus, you need to help me. And another song came. Many things about tomorrow. I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow. And I know he holds my hands. Only people on my age know that song. Younger generation, they don't know the song anymore. <laughs> Why I was singing the song, our door went up. Open the door, it come and wish doctor. So my grandfather looked at me, what next? Don't you know that I lost my grandson and now what? So he very much says, sir, doctor, the reason I'm here, because the whole town are now rumored that Brother I equips all our gods and come to follow Jesus. So my master sent me here to bring him back to witchcraft. He said, good, come in, bring him back. So this witch doctor walked in, he was excited. He looked at me and said, Brother, is that rumor true? I said, yes. How come you are the highest level of witch doctor in our town? And now you quick. I said, let's sit down and talk. So we talk, we start discuss, we debate, we argue for five hours. Wow. You might wonder what we're talking about. Many people ask, what are you talking about? So I have to write a book of, from witch doctor to an apostle. So we discussed with them about Buddha, about Christ, about eternity, many things. But at the fire, I looked at him and said, look at me. You and I, we all know that all our gods we served for many years 
are dead. And they all lay behind the grave. None of them able to help himself to get out of the grave. You go to any temple, you can see all their gods sitting there. With eye cannot see, with ear cannot hear, with mouth cannot talk, with hand, with leg cannot move. They cannot move any inch. We have to move them to clean where they were set. <laughs> if though the God cannot help you, because they cannot help themselves, how can they help you? But Jesus Christ, the only one, get out the grave, let the empty tomb be high, and he can help you and can help me. So that's which doctor? Kneel down, accept Jesus as the Lord Savior. Hallelujah. Next day, they send another witch doctor higher level. Guess what? Four hours later, he accepts Jesus. Next day, they send another one higher level. Three hours later, he accepts Jesus. So one day after another, after one week, seven witch doctors were sent to me. Oh, give the life to Jesus. Hallelujah. So guess what? After one week of conversion, now I become a cell group leader with seven witch doctors in my cell group to disciple them. So every day I ran to the missionary to learn, so every night I come back and disciple them. And together we share our testimony. I remember what Paul told to King Agrippa in Acts 26. Jesus showed to Saul, change his life, change his name, change his perspective. And Jesus told Paul, now become Saul, that I appear to you to make you as a witness for me. You know, in the church, you have some called to be an apostle, some called to be prophet, some called to be evangelist, some called to be pastor, some called to be teacher, but all are called to be witness for Jesus Christ. So seven of those witch doctors now become my follower. So together, we become a witness for our town, our community. In four years, we start a brand new church with 10,570 people. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So now witchcraft stop. They don't want to send any more witch doctor. You know why, right? They don't want to lose all the witch doctor. But they call a 24-hour conference, fasting. Don't eat, don't drink, don't sleep to pray with their gods and spell the curse over me. The curse that meet the eye can never marry, can never have children, can never, never have a son to carry his family name. But I'm glad that I found in the Holy Bible. Jesus Christ came to die to redeem us from our sins, but also to break all the curses from generation to generation through his resurrection. Hallelujah. So I declare that I go to win the war. 
But then, you know, April 30th of 1975, when communists came, and when the last helicopter get off from American embassy roof in Saigon, all Americans had to leave, and all missionaries forced to leave the country. So our leadership team gathered to pray one hour with Holy Spirit. At the one hour prayer, one of the leaders said, guy look like communists will take over Zion. Let get on the van, drive to the riverbank, get a boat to get out of the country. Do you remember boat people of oh, 48 years ago? I was excited. So when I get on the van and Holy Spirit spoke to me, it's not you. And he reminded me, you have all the prophecy I wrote in this book. I have prophesied when I was ordained and Dr. Cho lay hand of me and prophesy that I chosen you, I call you, you will go to faith with a lot of trial, difficulty, persecution. But if you're faithful to me, I will faithful to you. I will raise you up as the leader of the church in the nation of Vietnam before I send you around the world as an apostle to prepare my church for rapture. Wonderful prophecy, but not come fulfilled overnight. Yeah. So I get on the van. I think I was leader in Vietnam for a long time, but now it's time for me to travel. By the time I get on the boat, when I step on the boat and Holy Spirit show Paul I, what are you doing on this boat? By the way, Paul was in my name. My name in Vietnamese Chan Din I. That means stop loving the world. When I get saved, people in the church they come, hey brother I, your life exactly like Saul. Just release it like him, you hate the gospel like him, you persecute the church like him, but God changed his life, changed his name from Saul to be Paul. So you make me Paul, I, I said, well, I don't know what the meaning of Paul, but uh, any name come out from Bible have to be a good name. So, okay, Paul, I'll be fine. But when we let them, when I read through the Bible, I said, oh, oh, they gave me the wrong name. Paul, this guy prison at the prison. I don't want to be in prison like Paul, you know. But it's too late to change the name. That's how I get my name, Paul. So when I get on the boat and Holy Spirit said, Paul, I, what are you doing on this boat? Do you want to be a Jonah on this boat? I don't know how many of you know the story with Jonah. But I was scared. Our fellow on the boat looked at me and said, Brother, I, what's wrong with you? Are you seasick? I said, no, I'm not. I said, look at your face. You're like a dead man. All your face to the blue and you got sweat. What's wrong with you, brother? I said, I heard the word of the Lord. Wonderful, brother. We are about to make a very dangerous journey on the ocean. We need a word from the Lord. What God spoke to you, brother? <laughs> I said, the Lord asked me, do I want to be a Jonah on this boat? What? Jonah, get out of the boat. We don't want to take Jonah with us on journey. You know what? They made me have to leave the boat. When I walked out of the boat, I was first, I said, how come I that stupid? I should have told them that. I should keep quiet, you know, and travel around the world. But I'm glad I spoke it out, otherwise I'm not here with you today. That boat never make it. Yeah. So when I get on the van, I drove back to the church, 1 a.m. in the morning. Communist soldier. They broke the gate, you know, the church in Vietnam, we have a gate outside, they broke the gate. They get into the front door, they broke the, the lock. They go through the office, they broke the office. 
They broke another door from office to my room because in Vietnam, the pastor, we live in the church. So they get to my room, they blind my eye, lock me up, shackle, pull me on the truck, and they draw many hours to confuse me. So they end up me in the underground prison. It was totally dark there. So that's a long process I don't go through, but then after all interrogate, then they put me in the politics prison. So where I met all politicians. And I'm telling you now, I understood why my father don't want me politics. They are very good talk, never walk the way they talk. You, know. you need, you know, in Vietnam, if you want to be a politician, you have to go to school. They will train you four years how to tell lie legally. You know. Yeah, that's what in Vietnam. So after four years, they teach you how to tell lies legally, and they give you a degree, they call law degree. So you're able to go to politics. So my father wasn't among them. That's why he don't want me to involve. So when they were in politics prison, though the politicians very good talk, they t told me, oh, Reverend Paul, you need to know this. Communists won't accept any religion because they have their own religion. That's true. Why don't you quit your faith, come to join our party? Let's start a new party, new constitution, new law, everything we new, 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 new. I look at them and laugh and say, sir, gentlemen, you don't know what are you talking about. How come you promise something new? At the same time, you can play that uh, picture. So that's a politic prison. How you promise news, 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 at the same time you are frustrated with your old man inside. Every day you're struggling with sex, drug, corruption problem. But I have a good news for you. My law in the Bible says, whoever in Christ become a new creation. All old things will pass away. All become new in Jesus Christ. Six months later, all the other men give their life to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What well, we excited, but not the police over there. They locked me up, put me in a truck. They drove for seven hours to another prison. They put me in a big prison with 10,000 inmates. They put me into front door of a room with life sentence, criminal, drug dealer, and gangster. And a little room, 18 by 24, they packed 88 young men for life. Wow. And these young men, when they were sentenced for life, there's no more hope. All their family disconnect with them. So now they have nothing else but one underwear. And they stuck tattoo on their body. They have lion, tiger, copra snake, uh, spider, python, dragon, just like a little zoo on their body. Yeah, you can see that. So when I went in front door and they look at me and say, what are you doing? Oh, I'm a pastor. A pastor? What kind of crime you involved? I said, no, I'm not involved in crime. Man, you must be a wrong place. If you're not involved in crime, why they put you here? I said, my God, 
sent me here as a, an ambassador from heavenly kingdom to bring you hope where you're hopeless. Oh man, there is no hope in this place, man. You can come in, but you can never get out. The only chance for you to get out, that means you stop breathing. They will put you in a coffin. They will send you to cemetery. That's the only time you get out. I said, that's the reason why God sent me here. Two big guys, just like U.S. Marine Corps, big guys, push me over the wall and take off my claw. By the time they get off my claw, you see what? They saw I have tattoo on my body more than any one of them. By the way, that the tattoo of the name of 3,366 God from all the front and on the back as well. So when they look at my body, say, what are you really doing? I say, I'm really a pastor. Huh? A pastor which is all tattoo on your body? You look like a gangster more than a pastor. I said, wow, many people thought I were worse more than a gangster. But God can save many gangsters and now become preacher. No way, man. I said, well, if you have time, I'm going to tell you some story. What story? Sorry, how God changed many gangsters and now become pastor, preacher. How long the story take? I said, well, I have full version, I have long version, I have short version. You know? Many short, we don't have much time to hear a long story. I said, that's fine. I can give you a short version. But I feel sorry for yourself. How come you are that stupid? You all know that you are sentenced for life in prison and you have no time to hear a story can change you from death to life. That's stupid. But anyway, I will give you a story. Oh, by the way, do you know the name Lumada? I mentioned the name of the top gangster of the country. Of course, I really know him. He said, oh, yeah, I know him. He was my boss. I said, you know what? He's my disciple. What? Are you kidding? I said, no. How come my boss become your disciple? You want to know his story? Yeah, tell me his story. What version? Full version, long version, or short version? It doesn't matter what version. I want to know how my boss become your disciple. Of course, I told them, uh, yes, in a previous prison, I met him. I led him to the Lord, I disciple him, his life totally changed. And he was released from prison at a miracle. He went to my Bible school, I trained him. After three months, I sent him back to his community. In one month, he led five other gangsters to the Lord. So when I mentioned his name of the gangster, another group said, I know him, he was my boss. I said, you know what, he's a student in my Bible school. Really, how come my boss becomes a student? You want to know his story? So story after story after story, three months later, whole prison come to worship Jesus. I have many of those stories in my book, you know. And then, you know, get what? We are excited, but not police over there. They were upset. They locked me up. They put me in a truck. They rolled me for eight hours into the jungle. When they pulled me out of the truck, I was shocked. A lot of women. I wonder, where this place, how come all women? So I saw the Sai girl prostitute prison. Oh, you are laughing, but I will cry. <laughs> Though the girl were tough. When I get out of the truck, 
They wave their, hey, gentlemen, welcome to our girl kingdom. <laughs> you know, with all my courage, I look at them and say, lady, Jesus loves you. They quickly say, well, forget it. We don't need Jesus here. We are lonely. We need you. My first four days were horrible. When I opened my mouth and wanted to speak anything, they quickly shut me up, jumped up my mouth, made fun of me. So I really pray. On the fifth day, when I was on the line for roll call to send to different work. So when they call Paul, are you a servant of God? I say, yes, I am. Say, okay, step aside. We have a special job for you. So when they send all of the girls come to different part of the farm to my turn, they say, from now on, you do nothing, but every day they clean our toilet. Clean toilet doesn't mean anything to you in America because you don't have toilet in America. In America, you have a very nice room. You call lady room, gentleman room, restroom. But if you travel around the world, they don't have restroom. You know, you go to Singapore, Malaysia, really nice. So at a bit lunch, I asked for restroom. He said, no, we don't have restroom. So I tell them what I need. Oh, you need a washroom. So you go to Philippines, they call comfort room, but not comfortable at all. If you go India, they have different names. When I was Indian at a good lunch, I asked them, I need a washroom. They don't know what that means. So I told them what I need. Oh, you need a happy room. <laughs> so I said, okay, take me there. So I went, at, I finished, I come out and said, how come you call this place happy room? Nothing happy there. I said, yes, when you walk in, you are so painful. But after you do all business, you walk out, you look happy. So that we call happy room in India. Yeah. But the toilet in the prison of Vietnam totally different. You know the fuel barrel, right? The, the fuel barrel at about 200 liters. They cut in a half. So it's about this size. They split a bamboo into two pieces. They put parallel. So that's how they step on that uh, bamboo and have to balance themselves and close the nose very tight. So they smell anything and do business. So after they're done, they get out. So other one come in. You know, nobody want to rest there. I mean, quickly get out. And when all of the women already used the toilet, as my job was with this hand, take off all the waste stuff that come out from their body, put in a full fill barrel, add more water in, and mix them up. And take that fertilized vegetable on the field. That's what my job. When I'm doing my job, but I'm good thing, you know, when I didn't, in my book, you will find when I got safe, I was disowned by my family, I was rejected by my community. I go to Bible school, I have to be a janitor of the church, clean the toilet. But clean the toilet in the church very nice, not like that toilet. So it doesn't be issue to me. But when I do my job, all the, the ladies say, oh, dirty, oh, stink, oh, dirty. I look at them and say, lady, listen, my Lord Jesus said nothing outside the dirty. Only the thing in your mind and in your heart is dirty. When Jesus was on the earth, he looked at the Pharisee and he told the Pharisee, be careful you, religion leader, the tax collector, and the prostitute, we're going to be heaven before you. Wow, their eye round open. Pastor, you are kidding. The prostitute like us can go to heaven? I said, yes. According to our culture, when you become prostitute, you end up your life. 
But according to the word of the Lord, whoever in Christ become new creation. All, all things will pass away. All become new in Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, in our church, we will have some lady. It will be prostitute and now preacher. Huh? Are you kidding? I said, you know what? According to our culture, you end up your life. But according to God, you can have a new life. In the Bible, there was a woman, her name Rahab. She was a prostitute. But God used her to liberate her country and out of her life come out world savior. Oh, by the way, I have men, so I named one of the lady that are disciple. <laughs> you know her? I said, yes. She said, but how come do you, you are a preacher, you know my boss? I said, don't get me wrong. <laughs> one of my disciple preached the gospel, were arrested, put in jail, and met her and led her to the law and disciple her, and God changed her life. She was released and she go to my Bible school and I trained her. So I mentioned them said, I know her, she's my boss. And I said, not only I disciple her, but after I disciple her, I send her back to the community. She let five other ladies in one month. Really? I mentioned them said, and another girl said, yeah, I know her, she was my boss. He said, sir, can, can you just come back? We need to help you to wash your hands so we can re release our nose so we can listen more story of so I told them story after story of story. Six months later, all of the girl come to worship Jesus. You and I, when we believe in Jesus, his name Emmanuel. Wherever you go, he be with you. He be with us to the end of the age. That's he promised. And he did all of the prison they go to. So I can go on, go on. They put me 10 and a half years in eight different prisons because of my faith. But I never regret. Because out of that, I let half a million people come to know Jesus. Yeah. And five times in my life, God sent angel to prison to take me out, just like Peter in the book of Acts. So one day, he took me out of prison. When you will get out of prison without document, Normally, people went to high, but the Lord called me to come to priest. So I went to priest from camp to camp, from conference to conference. At the six different camp and conference, I preached for the youth people. I met a school teacher. She quit her job as a school teacher, become a children pastor. So we talked. On the second, seventh conference, we met again, and pastor invited us for lunch, and rain, cat, and dog, we cannot leave. So we talked until late evening. So we fell in love. So she told me, okay, you better come to see my parents and ask a permission for a date. So I went. And he was elder of big church for many years. He know every church planter. He never met me, but he heard about my name. So about 10 minutes, he checked me out. He said, oh, oh, now I know exactly who you are. You are crazy preacher people talking about. And look at me, he says, sir, since you are a crazy preacher, please don't marry our daughter. I asked him why. He said, because my daughter is a crazy teacher. <laughs> she quit her job and come to be a full-time ministry at this dark moment of the country. 
If a crazy preacher marry a crazy teacher, you are double crazy. You'll be trouble. We don't want to involve with your trouble. I said, sir, the whole world are crazy anyway. But the world are crazy for hell, and we crazy for eternity, for the kingdom of God. Why not? Yeah. So I can come back every Sunday evening. I finish my ministry in the evening, and I come. So six months later, he allowed us to engage, and a year later, we married. So my wife, she wrote a chapter that you lady like, like in this book, how the life looked like for a crazy teacher married to a crazy preacher. It's a very good story for, for your lady. So after two years, we have first child, and which doctor said, no way for him to have children. So after two years, they, they cursed, we can, uh, I can never marry. Now I marry a beautiful girl. They say, oh, he cannot have children. Two years later, we have a girl. We named, after my wife named my wife Ruth, so we named our daughter Baby Ruth. Yeah. I know, I know, now I know why you're laughing. Because in Vietnam, we don't have baby candy root, you know, but I come to America, you have baby, baby root candy. That's not why people are laughing. And two years later, we have Mary. So my wife and I, we look a lot of magazine, read what to eat, what to read, how do we can get a son. And then we do exactly what the magazine taught. And two years later, it's come out Esther. <laughs> so we went to see a doctor. We told the doctor that, you know, which doctor they curse at, I, can I have a son? So I have three girls already, we have baby Ruth, we have Mary, we have Esther. Now I need you to show, tell us what to eat, what to read, how to get a son. So you print out a calendar, they tell what to read, what to eat, what to do. We do exactly what she taught, two years later, come out Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, we doctor said, no way for a boy to have a, a son. I said, you guys say no way, but my Lord Jesus am the way, the truth, and the life. And guess what? For 10 years, my family disowned me. But then, David, our son, was born. I don't know if you have the picture of David. You can see. Oh, see? You see David's handsome, right? Yeah, very handsome. Look like his father. <laughs> When David was born, my father family, my mother family, my grandparent family, over 600 of them, disowned me for 10 years. Now they know only Jesus, able to break the curse and give me a son, and they all come to accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, I plan more than 3,000 church worldwide. But first, six just come out from my family. Amen. Only this year, Ruth and I will travel with plan five church already. Amen. And in the end of this month, we go to plan another church. But I want to tell you that all of the prison reproduce many church planters. So I have, you can see my family got blessed with all five children. Go next one. Now God bless you with 12 grandchildren. Hallelujah. Whatever devil say, no way, Jesus said, I am the way, the true, and the life. Not only that, you can go to next step. Listen, this is what I want to communicate with you this morning. When I get saved, I was disowned by my family for 10 years. 
I was put in prison for ten and a half years in eight different prisons. But Jesus Christ, the living God, we are serving. He has a plan for our life. He planned not to harm us, but to bless us, to prosper us, to give us hope and future. He not only saved me, but out of my life, they saved hundreds of thousands of people. And out of my life, over 360 members of my dad, my mom, family come to Jesus. So Bible says in Acts 16.31, believe in the Lord Jesus, you and your household will be saved. Amen. I know I can talk forever, but I honor your time by sharing with you this. If you're here today, you might go to church, you might have different kind of faith, of religion, or denomination, whatever. But if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, you don't know for sure where you're going to be after you pass away on this earth. You don't know where you're going to spend for your eternity. And today I'm here to tell you, Jesus Christ, the only one arose from the dead. He's the only one left the empty tomb behind. He promised. He's the way, the life, and the truth. And that Jesus changed my life. And out of my life, he changed my family. And changed hundreds of thousands of people in Vietnam and around the world through my life. And he can do that to you. So if you are not sure where you want to spend your eternity, today I love to pray with you that you can build relationship with Jesus Christ and the way to go to heaven. Number two, if you are here, you sure that you know Jesus. You sure that after you stop breathing, your spirit goes to be with the law. That's wonderful. But your beloved one, your family, not yet. I have a good news for you. The word of God in Acts 16.31 says, Believe in Jesus as the Lord and Savior. You and your household will be saved. And today, you decided to stand for your beloved one. Based upon God's promise. I'm sure you don't want to go to heaven by yourself. That's selfish religion. Go to heaven, go to Nevada, go to wherever by themselves. But the Lord wants to bless you and your family. He has a plan for you and your family. And he don't want anybody will be perish, but he wants all will come to know him and the truth and grow mature. And if today you are here, you have some family member, some of your beloved one not yet safe, and you want them to go to heaven with you, I would like to pray with you. Any one of you here? Oh, great. Okay, please stand up. Please be seat only though the people need to stand for the beloved one. Okay, you all be seat. If you want to stand for your beloved one, I want to pray with you. Please come in front. Please come in front. I want to pray with you today. We go to break all the curse that devil tried to do. 
We're going to break all the devil plans. Today, we're going to declare the kingdom of God. We'll be open for your beloved one. He did, he did for me, for my family, for people around the world. You know what? Communist Vietnam put me in prison for life, and they put me on death sentence. You will find all in my book. They give me the death sentence. Before they executed me, God performed a miracle to bring me here. And though the guy told me I can never get out of prison, don't ever think I get out of Vietnam. He's now selling newspaper on the street. I'm here to travel 88 nations of the world to tell how good is our God. Our God's awesome. Amen. Amen. So what I'm going to do for you today, I have to do two things. Number one, I will lead you in a prayer with your faith. And then I will pray for you, okay? But before I lead you pray, I need you to know this. In the book of Number, chapter 14, verse 28, this is what the Lord said. According to the word you spit out of your mouth, I will hear it, I will make it happen. So the, the Lord, want, uh, he know inside of us, but he wanted to speak out the mouth. And you know why he wanted to speak loud? Because he want you, your friend, your neighbor can hear, and he want devil and the hell can hear your declaration. You know that? That reason why we need to speak it out. Don't be ashamed, don't be shy, okay? So I will lead you in a prayer, and you pray after me and pray with your faith. Pray with your belief. That whatever God promised, He's going to do it. Yes. Amen? Yes. Okay, raise your hand and pray with me, please. You, Dear Heavenly Father, yes. thank, you for your thank you for your love. You created me, you created me. very good. Very good. You, sent you sent your son Jesus. Come to die for my sin. You sent Holy Spirit. Come to lead me into the whole truth. Today I'm standing here. Thank you for salvation. Thank you, Jesus. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You have a place for me in the heaven. But many of my beloved ones, not yet. And today I'm here. Based upon your promise, Acts 16.31, I believe Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. My household will be saved. In the name of Jesus, I declare salvation. For my family, for my household, in the name of Jesus, I speak to devil today. Devil, you are defeated. I claim salvation for my beloved one. I command you, in the name of Jesus, take your hand out of my beloved one. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for you now. 
I'm going to pray for you now. But before I pray, I give you some instruction. You need to know this. God, we believe God a miracle. He can do all miracles, but he always do miracles through his children. Old Testament, he used Moses to hit the rock to the Red Sea to open the door. He used Joshua with 12 people carried the ark to step out the Jordan River. And you go all the way to New Testament. Before he fulfilled a miracle in wedding of Cana, he decided we have to go to do something to change the water. Before he fit 5,000 people, the disciples have to bring a boy with two fish and five loads. And they have to come and receive and go to give. So God always performs miracles through you and I. Amen? Okay, I just make sure you have the strong foundation to declare. So from now on, you have to do something. When Jesus won the cross, he said, it is finished. That means he done everything. Now, our part. We do our part now. Go home today. If you are smart, you know how to use smartphone, that's great. Okay? If you are old school like me, get a notebook. In first page, write down. Acts 16:31. Believe in Jesus, I and my household will be saved. Okay, write down. Next page. Write out the name of the person you love the most. And write out the day today. And every page, write a day. Because I want you to keep plans so you can record every week what's going on. Now, after you have that notebook with all the names, every day pray for them. If you're so busy, at least you can pray for them once a week, at least. You need to do your job before God does it. Yeah. Amen. So when you pray for them, if they live in your same house, that's what awesome. In American, you are always hug, right? So when you hug, you can talk to them, but you pray in your spirit. In the name of Jesus, I buy all spirit within them, paralyze all spirit, so that when I speak to them, their spirit can receive it. Okay? So you know what? You tell them three things. God created you very good. You know that that Bible says. Because everything, all animal God created, it were good. But not like us. Because we are created under God's image. That's number one. Number two, He blows spirit into our nose. So we become very good. So we need to tell them God created you very good. If they ask why, say, you're not like animal. You are like God. And you have His spirit with inside. That's why you call, oh my God, when you're in trouble. Okay? Number two, Jesus loved you and died for all of your sins. That's number two. Number three, I love you and I want you to go to heaven with me. Only three things. Don't make it complicated, easy. God created them very good. Jesus loved them, died for them. And we love them, we want them to go to heaven. Okay? The three things. Now, you can speak it to them and some of them will be quickly respond, accept, or against. Some of them, again, they don't want to hug you, they don't want to shake your hand again. No problem. If they stay in your house, go into their room, anointing their pillow, their bed, and declare that living God with the power of Holy Spirit 
we paralyze all the evil spirit to bring them out of darkness into light. Some of them will be accepted, some of them will refuse. Some kids, they move away. No problem. If you have a smartphone, send them a text message. If young people, you know how to use many apps. Now they have 10 different apps to send them message. If they don't receive it, call them. If they don't have a phone to call, send them a postcard. I did in Vietnam, I sent Christmas card, New Year card, Easter card, birthday card, anniversary card. And always in the back, I write three things. God created you very good. Jesus loved you and died for all your sin. I love you, I want to go heaven with me. And I send to them. So some of them I send once a month, or I send on birthday or anniversary, I need to find out, because our relative, we know what they want. And one guy, he only want to receive New Year card only in, in Vietnam. So in New Year, normally in Vietnam, we always wish them everything new, new. So I wish everything on the back, I write three things. God created you very good. Jesus loved you, died for you. I love you when you have for me. You know what? He sent it back to me. For six years, he keeps sending back to me. So on the seventh year, my wife and I lay hand on the Lord. This is the last one we sent to him. We take authority. We paralyze all the work of evil. So that Holy Spirit, we open his spirit, he will receive it. Guess what? On the first day of New Year, he, his wife, and two kids come to our house. And I pray for them. I give them all the sick ones they send back to me. Sick, huh? You keep them all? I said, yes, I believe this day will come. It came late, but it come. So I share it with you because we need to do something. God does everything. Now our part. If you do your job, he will do it. Amen? Okay, raise your hand. I pray for you right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today with a grateful heart for your love, your grace, and your mercy, Lord. Father, I pray with my brother and sister who's standing here for their beloved one. Thank you for salvation we have in Jesus Christ. But Lord, now, based upon your word that you promised in Acts 16.31, believe in Jesus Christ, you and your whole house will be saved. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus, with the power of Holy Spirit, Paralyze all the work of darkness kingdom, all the evil spirit that try to hold them. In the name of Jesus today, Lord, deliver them, set them free. Yes. I pray right now, Lord, as they go home, they start praying for their beloved one. Holy Spirit, touch their spirits that they can receive in spirit. So they soon open their spirit, their heart, their mind, their life for you and the Lord and Savior. I pray today and I tell devil today that you are loser. You are defeated devil. You have no right because all these family members are bought by a high price of blood of Jesus Christ. So devil, you have no right. You are control them illegal. So in the name of Jesus, I command you to take your hand out of their life. Amen. I declare salvation come. All for God's glory and for happiness for all the, the family. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Soon, you will have Thanksgiving in America. Try to send message out right away. Okay? And then, after Thanksgiving, New Year. So try to send message out. Thank you. God bless you. On the way out, check out my um, table. Sorry, I don't bring a lot of books because they're overweight. They, they have $5 for one pound, so that's too expensive. So I only print a couple dozen of books, so they pick up. If you need one, go to my website and you get it. Don't buy on Amazon. They sell you $70 a copy. We sell only $20. So many people that bought from us, they sell on Amazon and eBay. Don't buy over there. They, they take all the money. It's only $20. And all these books shall go to Cambodia orphanage. And uh, pray, pray for me next week. I'm not way back. Or this week, I'm the best stop in uh, California. I uh, know in uh, North Carolina to meet with the Milligram Association because Hong Kong made a movie of my life as a, a, a testimony, but the uh, Communist of China took away. So now, uh, Milligram Association is going to make a new movie of this book. So, thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.